it's time to watch a movie you never seen there might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine there'll be smiles and there'll be tears you won't watch another movie for about 600 years it's time for death by video time for death by video with Phil It's Death by Video. Hey, I'm Phil. I'm Kit. And I'm Graham Singh. Welcome back to an episode of Merry Movie Mayhem. We are actually going to get into uh, another one of our What We're Watching episodes. So, Phil, what have you watched since we last recorded? Uh, since we last recorded, I watched uh, Wobble Palace, which I think was uh, the first, uh, yeah, it was uh, the screen debut of uh, Dasha. of uh, Necrosova? Necrosova of Succession, Red Scare mm -hmm. podcast, and our uh, the scary of sixty first. Yes, a real great find early in the year. St still a bad title. I don't like. The title. Yeah, it's not good, but it's a great film. <laughs> yeah, Grand Zero for Epstein exploitation. Yeah, probably. So that was a fun one, and it's one of maybe one of the only movies that uh, you know makes proper use of uh, texting. Cinematic oh, use of texting. Yeah, they use a split screen, which is cleverly executed. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's usually it's generally something I hate in movies, but mm -hmm. they they manage to uh, incorporate it properly. I forget which movie it was that I saw that it had a really good use of texting, where it was really stylized, mm -hmm. but I can't recall right now. So it's probably not a memorable movie other than that. Cool. What else have you seen since we last recorded? Um, uh, I saw Staying Vertical, which is by the director of Stranger by the Lake, which is cool. A, I uh, filled a um, blind spot, uh, watched Blood and Black Lace, the Mario yes. Baba movie. Which, which is, is supposed is... to be part of our Mario Baba series coming oh, up. I'm excited to rewatch it. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you are. Yeah. So that's, you know, Suspiria levels of... Uh, mm -hmm. But before Suspiria. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of colorfulness. Yeah. Um, got in a classic rewatch, A Single White Female. Cool. I, I still haven't seen that movie. How, how does it hold up? I still enjoy it. Cool. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. But. I always get that confused with The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Ah, yes. Same year. Same year. Same year, uh, same it, blank from hell. Right, 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 yeah. So it, it was, was it an, an erotic thriller? It has some erotic elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone's got erotic thrillers on the mind now that that Ben Affleck movie is out. And also, uh, the upcoming season of You Must Remember This. Uh, it's all about erotic thrillers? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Like, everybody's stoked for it's it. It's going to be a lot of awkward boners on the bus. It uh, so happens just today when we're recording, where, whenever mm -hmm. this gets uploaded is a different story. But it is, the uh, I think, the 30th anniversary of the release of Basic Instinct. Yes, oh. it sure is. Oh, snap. Yeah, I, I found a zero-star review from the Globe and Mail recently. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right for the Globe and Mail. Yeah, the same year, 1992, they gave a zero to Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Oh, for crying. Yeah, I mean, that's that the Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, that was, it It, it was a rediscovered gem. Like, oh, yeah, nobody liked time. it when no. it first came out. Cool. What else, Phil? 
Um, and uh, today I watched a banger of a Canucksploitation uh, movie, 1975 Sudden Fury. Nice. So how was that? Yeah, that, that was a blast. That's, you know, it's, it's got the classic, you know, Hitchcock, uh, Patricia Highsmith type formula, you know, husband who wants to kill his wife, wrong man tropes, but, you know, it's just a tight 90-minute thriller. Nice. Directed by Brian Damude? Yeah, it was a, it was a one and done. Uh, mm-hmm. Never directed again. Um, yeah, it's it's Cana- it's so Canadian, but... Uh, yeah. Put out by Vinegar Syndrome. So they did yeah, the restoration. Yeah, they, they, they did a restoration of it. I, I watched it on Tubi. Oh, it's on I, Tubi? I, it's on Tubi. Oh, cool. So I, yeah, I went down, a, I added so much stuff to my queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, nice. Last night and... Just catching up. Myself. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Oh, that's it? Oh, that's it for good stuff. All right. Kit, what have you seen since we last recorded? Uh, not a lot, but uh, basically I've been... Uh, the Oscars are just around the corner when mm-hmm. we're recording this, so I've been ramping up my best picture watches, as I always do, mm-hmm. even though I don't think I'll be able to catch the broadcast this year. Not for any particular reason, just uh, I will be busy. Um, but I did watch Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro Entry nice. into the best picture category. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I want to. Phil, you've also seen it, right? No, I've only seen the original, and I've read the book. Oh, I thought, I... I thought you went to go see it in theaters. No, I didn't. Oh, shite. Okay, what did you think, Kit? I, I liked it enough. Mm-hmm. I, 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 as I said in my Letterboxd review, Guillermo del Toro is uh, the master of the R-rated family film. <laughs> uh, um, but it's it's good. I, I feel like it's overlong. Mm-hmm. This is a usual complaint of mine. Either movie, I, Either movies are just the right length or they're... Too, too long, long or yeah never too short no. yeah i heard that he shoehorned a bunch of elements that aren't in either uh previous incarnations of nightmare alley i i haven't seen either incarnations but i can only guess but um this also um it's got a good cast i mean you've got kate kate blanchett bradley cooper is fine i've never had a problem with bradley cooper's uh career he was great I'm, in midnight meat train he was great in midnight meat train that's correct with vinnie jones mm-hmm. um but uh, ever since then, I'm just like more or less fine with Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper. He's in your movie. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Probably they could have found somebody better, but he's fine. <laughs> I did like him in Licorice Pizza. I should say that. He was yes, really good. He was in. good. He, uh, wasn't it? Didn't he say like being in that film actually resurrected him back in the movies? Yeah, yeah, it resurrected his like wanting to act because he was just going to give up and direct. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, and, and now he's in uh, the uh, Nightmare Alley, which was shot in Toronto, and I know Yoo-hoo! two people who are uh, extras in that film. Oh. Um, I did not see them when I watched it. Um, it does have a um, uh, an appearance by Willem Dafoe, and I have to say that Willem Dafoe is mm-hmm. probably the actor I enjoy seeing the most when I don't expect to see him. All yeah. of a sudden, he appears in your movie, and it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Dafoe's here. Yeah, Dafoe. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, what was the other movie you saw, Kit? I watched, uh, speaking of long movies, I watched all three hours of uh, Drive My Car. Well, that counts as two. Um, I want to get the director's name in here, but I don't have it memorized. Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Cool. The director. It's uh, it's 179 minutes. That's right, folks. That is a beefy Two hours film. and 59 minutes. Based on a 20-page short story. <laughs> Based on a short, short story. I don't know how they do that. But here's the thing. I haven't really settled my uh, my ultimate opinion of the film, but I did like it. Um, it's it's a slow burn of a movie about uh, lots of different things, but, you know, grand themes such as uh, regret and, and grief. And um, truly uh, the ability to know anybody else, whether that's true or not, and also the ability to know yourself through other people. 
things like that. So an interesting uh, uh, delve into that. It never felt uh, like it dragged or anything. I gotta cool. say, three hours long, I didn't really notice it. Nice. I did have a chaotic subtitle uh, because I um, got this from the internet, maybe. Um, Sacra. <laughs> not not the official subtitles. Hey, get, I'm trying to gear up for the Oscars. I'm trying to promote these movies. Get yourself to Queens Park right now I and am, confess. <laughs> I am trying to promote these movies. Do go and see it in theaters. Yes. But, um, uh, yeah, the subtitle track was chaotic. And I think because the uh, Japanese language can be a bit more vague in terms of pronouns than the English language, so a lot of, um, like, he's where she should be and she's where he should be kind of thing. Um, uh, but you could kind of figure it out by context, but they do speak English in the fil film as well, and oddly enough, that was translated differently. Like, at one really? point, uh, the one guy, because they're doing a play, they're doing a Chekhov play, mm -hmm. uh, and yes, a gun does show up. Um, Ooh. <laughs> it's Uncle Vanya that they're doing. So. Mm. Um, he, uh, he comments on a guy's performance, and he says, that was terrible. But the English translation is, that was horrible. And it's like, why is that being translated differently? Strange. Every time somebody says something in English, it's translated differently on the screen. It's, it so might I, have been that it was like whoever did the translation on your dodgy version might not be a native English speaker, and so they they probably got a they probably they probably did like a it's an translated English, twice. Yeah, an yeah. English to uh, what was the original language? Cantonese? Wait, no, it's a Korean? it's it's, an, it's a Japanese film. Oh, so uh, yeah. So it's mainly in Japanese, but there are like it's the plot of it is interesting. They're staging mm -hmm. uh, a large part of the plot is they're staging Uncle Vanya, but they're doing a multilingual one where mm -hmm. um, actors will speak their own language to yeah. each other. Um, and then it's translated on a giant screen for the play's audience, but also, ah, also for us. So, like, uh, they have a Korean sign language, a woman who mm -hmm. only speaks in Korean sign language, and then she does that on stage, and then the actor will respond to her in Japanese. Mm, I see. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting process. So a lot of the movie is just that process of building this play. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the translations are all over the place on my subtitles. I don't know why, but that just reminded me of. Do you guys remember the? I'm episode? sure the Criterion edition, which has already been released, I think, or announced, yeah. um, will have good subtitles. It hasn't been announced yet. Uh, oh, I thought it had for some reason. Maybe I just misunderstood something. No, but what I was going to say is that reminded me of the episode of. It'll New be there. It'll be there. That reminded me of the episode of News Radio when. Um, uh, Mr. James, he wrote an autobiography, like Jimmy James, Titan of Industry or something, and it flopped in America, but it was a hit in Japan. So they're like, hmm, something in the Japanese translation must have worked. So they had it retranslated from Japanese back into English, and it, the episode's title was Super Karate Monkey Death Car, which, which, <laughs> is, awesome. a line, which is a line from the book where it's like, would James back down? A hundred times no. He unleashed the Super Karate Monkey Death Car, and he's just reading it because he's reading it live for the first time, and he's like... Yeah, something got lost in the retranslation. Something also got found. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so on to me now. I've watched seven movies since we last recorded. I've been I've been binging it. One movie a day. Yeah, but I uh, gotta keep doing it that way. Keep so, Doctor away. Yeah, so I uh, right after we watch my and also these episodes are gonna air so out of order it's gonna be weird. Um, but uh, I watched uh, the Canuxploitation classic uh, directed by Paul Donovan. And written by Paul Donovan, Defcon 4, which is his follow-up to the movie Siege, which I am a huge fan of. These are both East Coast movies, both shot in Nova Scotia. Big yes. uh, Connexploitation Week for both of us. Yeah, yeah. And Defcon 4 is one, like, if it's been, it was on every uh, video, and it was in every video store in the 80s and early 90s. And we just had a very memorable cover of a, of a skeleton inside of a of a, a, a space suit on, crashed on the beach or something. And this is that movie. And it's, um, 
it's interesting because it's it's uh, part cold war cold war paranoia and then then there's also it uh, kind of becomes a post-apocalyptic post nuke if you would uh exploitation film and i have to say paul donovan knows how to make a bleak film he did it with siege and he did it again with this one like it is a bleak movie but it also seen either unfortunately yeah well we're gonna it's gonna be in our exploitation series nice coming up in the future um and it's interesting because it actually led me to go and finally track down a copy of the amazing long-lost Exploitation classic, the only Canadian giallo made in history, original Canadian giallo during the original era, not including my film and uh, the editor, uh, American Nightmare from 1983, which is nice. a gnarly uh, film, which I was so stoked when I found it. So uh, we're going to watch that in our Exploitation series in the future. Uh, I followed that up with, with the Spaghetti Or Western. in the past, depending. Depending on when this airs, yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched, then I followed it up with the uh, Spaghetti Western not so classic his name was king which is mostly known for its title track his name was king which was featured in django unchained it is a banger of a um of a theme song and it's from the same person who did the score for django the original django from 1960 something like way back before i'm just looking up oh lewis uh uh Clove. um and he actually reused some of the themes from django in in the score for this film. This film, I, I was not a fan of it. Um, it's very, for a Spidey Western, it's only 74 minutes long. It's very short. Uh, it stars Richard Harrison and Klaus Kinski, and Klaus Kinski isn't Kinskiing it up at all. He's not trying? No, he's not. He's just sitting in a chair most of the time. He's collecting a paycheck? Yeah, I think so. Or he's just coming off like a real bad high. Yeah, like, uh, maybe like the only times he's honest in his memoirs is just him complaining about all the movies he makes and, and a lot of them are like the spaghetti westerns yeah yeah he didn't seem thrilled to be there um i mean great song but not a great film then i watched a uh, canadian another canadian director uh Gigi sal guerrero who was a west coast director uh, she did a film in 2021 called bingo hell for amazon's welcome to the blumhouse um a series of films on amazon prime and uh it was super fun a uh, story about a uh, a group of senior citizens living in a neighbor- neighborhood that is rapidly gentrifying and they're they're seeing all of their neighbors and family edged out and pushed out and they're getting more and more deeper into economic instabil- instability and then a uh, a demonic presence takes over their local bingo hall and it's up to uh, one lone uh, senior citizen uh, who can see through the conspiracy to take care of business uh, super fun uh, then I watched Freaky Far- Farley now, there's another film that I'm going to talk about at the end of this, which I think was probably the best film I've seen in the most... But this film... So there's something about the movies made, directed by Charlie Roxborough and written by Matt Farley and Charlie Roxborough, starring Matt Farley and featuring Matt Farley's uh, writing the soundtrack. There's something about their films, I don't understand how they work, because I love them every time I see them, and I start off being like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why am I watching this stupid piece of crap? It's not acted well. But by the end of it, you love it. And you're like, it's just weird how it works. And in Canada, their films are very hard to find um, unless you want to purchase them blindly through Vimeo. But this one was on on Tubi. I've also seen their Murders, Mar- I think it's Murders, Monsters, and Marriage in Mance Vegas, Manch Vegas uh, film, which is super charming and fun. And again, I started off being like, this is the dumbest thing ever, and then wound up loving it. So highly recommend Freaky Farley. 
it's only 80 minutes long and there's love stories and men on a mission and a ninja and homages to silent night deadly night part two. Oh, good but but that you wouldn't see coming and that's that you're like oh my god i can't believe they did that and it wasn't telegraphed it's really fun uh then i rewatched the good the bad and the ugly i mean this movie is a classic stone cold classic there's nothing else you can say about it other than it's it's probably flawless is, is that your favorite leon <sighs> it's hard between that and once upon a time in the west uh, Once Upon a Time in the West is really good, too. Like, I haven't seen The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in, like, maybe 10 years, and, and I got the new, or, well, new as of last year, uh, Blu-ray 4K restoration, and it looks fantastic. Then I decided to throw on, it was yesterday morning, and I was like, what am I going to do in the morning? I'm up, I'm bored. So I opened up Tubi, and I'm like, what's what's some random random thing I could find on Tubi? And it turns out it was Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. <laughs> I don't know why this film was made. Did he have a wild weekend? Not really. He just kind of like hung around in the woods. He drank a few beers, danced with a few babes. And that's pretty wild. Yeah. And, it's wilder than most of my weekends lately. Yeah. So it's, I I can't recommend this film, but I, I enjoyed watching it for the time that I spent with it. I can't believe it made its way all, like it's a full 90 minutes somehow. I thought for sure 71 minutes and it would be done, but no, made it to 90. It's from 2011, so... Uh, it's back when there was still a DVD market, so uh, you could tell that there was a little bit more budget in it, and it wasn't just people shooting it in their backyard. They had locations and actors. It's just wild. I'm like, this is like all of Central Casting from Los Angeles's like finest, you know, unemployed actors. <laughs> um, and then finally, the film I watched yesterday afternoon in a theater with people in person, Ty West's new film, his first film in six years since uh, his Western In the Valley of Violence. It is X. Um... So far, I think this is the first great film I've seen this year. I don't want to overhype it because when you overhype something, that's it's people are inevitably going to be let down. Is, is Wolverine in this one? No, it's like a ninety-seven on Rotten Tomatoes, so there's already. Oh really? Oh good. That's because it definitely. Did. I'm actually shocked it's as low as ninety-seven. I thought it'd be a ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Um, it's it's good. It's really really good. Um, I yeah, it's definitely like probably like my favorite film of the year. It'll probably be in my top ten list at the end of the year. Uh, uh, it's great. It's the best way to describe it is Boogie Nights meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and maybe not in that order. Um, so yeah, uh, it's great. So that's what we've been watching. We'll be back with another episode on a movie. I'm not sure what'll be next because we're, I'm editing these out of order. Keep watching the skies, folks. Yes. Uh, so for Death by Video, I've been Phil. I've been Kip. And I'm still Graham saying, keep watching amazing movies. Thank you so much for listening. Good night.
If you're looking for more horror outside of the mainstream, look no further than Unsung Horrors, a podcast about underseen horror movies. I'm Lance. And I'm Erica. Every other week, we'll cover a horror movie with fewer than 1,000 views on Letterboxd. We'll even give you double feature recommendations to pair with the movies we discuss. From gothic to shot on video, from slashers to comedies, from giallo to J-horror, we'll cover all the subgenres. So join us as we unearth these hidden gems of horror. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Unsung Horrors, available wherever you listen to podcasts.